greetings everybody uh, this is my other video for you on the same subject that is obstetrics and today what are we going to discuss is a very high yielding topic e either one or the other exams every time has a question regarding this topic and uh, neat pg especially carries one question alternate year as i've seen the trends from last four years and every alternate year this particular topics this particular topic is in their favorite list so let's talk about it so what i'm going to talk about is molar pregnancy yes but before this uh, i want to clear an errata uh, in my last podcast i by mistake delivered the wrong information i said that uh, clean hearts bed k test is a uh, alkali denaturation test but no it is a acidic denaturation test and for alkali degeneration test what we do is apt test i repeated again that apt test is a alkali degeneration test also the other test for alkali degeneration is singers alkali degeneration but if we talk about the acidic test acidic degeneration test it is only and only clean hour bed k test and the components are for the acidic one is citric acid and phosphate all right i hope i'm clear now let's move ahead I'm sorry for the wrong information I delivered. It's it was purely uh, non-intentional, and I really apologize again for the problem. Uh, thank you. Now let's move ahead about molar pregnancy. But before talking about molar pregnancy, let let us classify this particular disorder of trophoblastic diseases, right? So there are two types of spectrum in trophoblastic diseases. First is gestational trophoblastic disorders. Other is gestational trophoblastic neoplasia right so if we talk about gestational trophoblastic disorders it consists of moles that is partial and complete mole but when we talk about gestational trophoblastic neoplasia we talk about four different diseases first is invasive mole second is invasive choriocarcinoma third is pstd that is placental site trophoblastic tumor and the fourth one is endothelial trophoblastic tumor or it's also called as epithelioid trophoblastic tumor the last two are chemo resistant all right so the management of last two tumors is mostly surgical so it's just for the timing i'm telling you we'll discuss each and everything in a very crisp format as always and uh, let's move ahead so what are we going to do is we are going to study the partial mole and complete mole in a comparative math- method but what i'm going to do is firstly i'm going to complete complete mole then i'm going to talk about partial mole so uh, and i request every one of you to pause this post podcast for a while and get your notes if you are not having them because comparative things makes sense when they are seen while listening all right so let's move ahead so let's talk about complete mole complete mole is also called as hydatiform mole all right it is a type of diploid thing now what happens is and its karyotype mostly the karyotype is going to be 46xx so what's the matter going to be it is uh, it's a type of failed pregnancy sort of thing what happens is that uh, there is a ovum which has no genetic material inside there is no genetic material inside the ovum the sperm enters inside the ovum and duplicates itself forming a false uh, false co- complex it is we cannot call it as as a fetus because no event of fertilization is taking place over here so and the sperm entering inside and what the sperm is going to do after entering inside the ovum it will duplicate itself forming the diploid genetic material and so the all genetic material we are having in it is paternal 
okay so that's the thing and uh, uh, so there can be only two possibilities because most of them are monospermic as most of them are monospermic there can be two possibilities one is 46xx and 46xy 46yy because the same chromosome is going to duplicate itself right so either there's going to be 46xx or 46yy and let me tell you one more thing that uh, life is not possible without a x chromosome you need an x chromosome to survive if you are not having a, any x chromosome in your genome you can't survive that's for our, our all respectable females yes because of your chromosome all of the males are surviving so let's move ahead but in 20% of cases these uh, moles this these complete moles are diaspermic which can form xy type of genome so in these particular diaspermic things we won't see any sort of uh, chromosomal duplication right so that that is a thing which is to be taken care because uh, when i will com- compare it from partial mole it will create a lot of uh, confusion that's why so when it is diaspermic in complete mole it's going to be xy and no uh, and no duplication will take place now let's talk something about histopathological examination of complete mole the molar tissue is avascular all right the, the tissue is mostly avascular but the point to be taken care about is that it has extensive trophoplastic proliferation it has the, the, the trophoplastic proliferation is very extensive and apart from which the degeneration of villi there there is uh, there is complete hydrophobic degeneration of villi that is the reason that they are avascular since the villi are not properly developed and they are degenerated there is no particular scope left for the complete mole to attach itself to the uterus right so that's the problem when you talk about complete mole the hcg levels are very high and what is the cutoff to well, it's it's very vague to say very high for a complete mole it's for the cutoff value it is that it's more than 10 to power 5 all right it's going to be 10 to power 5 what is the presentation the most common presentation is bleeding per vagina it's seen in second trimester and what are we going to see else that is passage of grape like vesicles many of the textbooks write as prune juice belly uh, bleed prune juice bleed all right so that is the thing where when can we diagnose it as as early as possible it can be diagnosed in first trimester by usg and uh, what are the findings we are going to get the first finding we are going to get is sto- snowstorm appearance and the period of gestation is not com- uh, not in compliant or not in correspondence to size of uterus that is the period of, uh, the size of uterus is more than period of gestation and let's move ahead that uh, while moving ahead we'll see some other histopathological examinations also uh apart from this there are some different sort of things which we can see what are these things these are uh medical conditions associated with preeclampsia with hyperthyroidism with hyperemesis gravidarum pulmonary edema all right and one more thing which i uh, missed right now that is thecal lutein cyst thecal lutein cysts are the cysts formed in ovary and they specially have uh, an important presence in high hcg levels so they are uh, mainly present in complete mole okay and when we see a histopathological examination 
not of the not of this particular uh, thecalo densest uh, about the histopathological examination the two things we are not going to find is stromal inclusions and trophoblastic scalloping these two points are really important because when are we going to discuss when we are going to discuss about partial mole these will help us in creating much more differentiation so i hope i'm clear let's move ahead with partial mole partial mole is triploid why it's triploid because the mom's genetic material is present the sperm is going to be dice it's going to be dispermic so therefore it forms an extra genetic material of paternal side it's going to be vascular because of less degeneration of villi trophoblastic proliferation is less extensive fetal tissue is present but with incompatible with life because the genome itself is not normal so there is no particular probability of survival of fetus all right that's why it, the recurrence of molar pregnancy here is 1 to 5 one to 1.5% it is associated with vitamin a deficiency one two more findings which we can see is trophoblastic scalloping and stromal inclusions which were totally absent in complete mole trophoblastic scalloping and stromal inclusions are seen in partial mole all right hcg levels are high but not as high, high as complete mole these are uh, these are generally misdiagnosed on usg and report comes as missed abortion okay the best is hpe and uh, it has no particular association with other medical conditions like we saw in complete mole the the one chromosomal or uh, not the chromosomal i'm sorry the genetic abnormality what we can see is p57 mutation can be present over here that is a very significant to rule out complete mole it is only present in p57 or in the partial mole and apart from this what is the other thing what we can talk about is the fetal portion the fetal tissue is present in partial mole only okay so that's the thing so if we talk about partial mole in an art shell it's going to be a fertilized thing so fetus was going to be present it's the extra genetic material is from paternal side p for paternal p for partial okay and these are the important things now let's and p57 positive so these are the important uh, aspects now let us talk about treatment treatment of uh, partial and complete mole um, both are similar more or less so we'll discuss them together only suction and evacuation is the treatment and uh, what are we going to do is we are not going to do a blunt curettage we are going to do a sharp curettage and we can use oxytocin also uh, while doing it follow up how how we are supposed to do a follow up follow up is done by hcg and it is expected for the hcg level to come to the normal or the baseline by 7 weeks in partial mole and by 9 weeks in complete complete mole all right and as soon as hcg levels will turn uh, turn down or they'll uh, come to the baseline the thecalutin cyst will also disappear by 2 to 4 months okay and uh, weekly hcg levels are to be taken until we have to take weekly hcg uh, weekly hcg measurements until three successive values are not normal okay until when three successive values three weekly values come to the normal or the baseline level we will come to the six monthly regime that means every six month we'll start working up for the hcg 
okay and the female is asked not to conceive for up to 6 months at least at least up to 6 months and for that compliance we're going to give her ocps because if hcg rises it's going to create a confusion for us that whether the 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 the, preg- the molar pregnancy has regressed or not that's fine now let's talk about high risk group first of all when we have a high risk group high risk means they are more prone to develop gestational trophoblastic neoplasia and uh, in those high risk groups we have to uh, do a monthly surveillance till 12 months otherwise it was a monthly surveillance till 6 months only but if it is a high risk group which has more propensity to develop uh, gtn we are going to surveillance we are going for the long surveillance of 12 months with monthly hcg levels right so what are we going to do here uh, what are, what are the uh, cutoffs or what are the points which are to be remembered the first is the age if age is more than 40 years of age hcg is more than 10.5 large uterine size and bilateral large thecal uterine cyst so if i look to all these points apart from age group all these three points are more corresponding to the complete mole thing and in these patients we are supposed to give prophylactic chemotherapy that is methotrexate or actinomycin d if the female is more than 40 years of age and she has completed her family we would recommend her to go to transabdominal hysterectomy and the approach is going to be supra cervical as i discussed earlier also to prevent the sexual life or to preserve the sexual life of not prevent i'm sorry to preserve the sexual life of the female all right now what if the patient develops gtn how are we going to diagnose it we have four particular uh protocols out of four if any of one gets positive we are going to look towards the diagnosis of gtn but before telling this let me tell you one thing when the, the molar pregnancies start to improve the hcg levels fall dramatically right they fall dramatically so when we take when we start hcg monitoring a weekly monitoring it shows a very dramatic change they fall very tremendously but if it is a gtn we will see the four consecutive values four weekly consecutive values for example day 1 day 4 7 day 14 day 21 in these four values the hcg will either show plateau or it will increase all right now let's not talk about increasing but let's talk about plateau if the four particular readings are plateau that is the point of concern and the, what do we mean by plateau plateau means the error of 10% right that means if the levels were suppose 1000 this time on the day 1 and if on the day 7 it's going to be 900 or 1100 it comes in the error error range so 10% uh, positive or 10% negative error so that is going to be taken as a plateau thing only all right but if it is and if we see three consecutive rising values and the rising should be more than 10% right for the first protocol what we discussed were four consecutive plateau value four plateau values with the error of 10% right but here three consecutive rising values with more than 10% of the past value other than this if the hpe shows the characteristics like for the choriocarcinoma carcinoma it shows anaplasia and hcg remains elevated even after 6 months of suction and evacuation this is something really important that after 6 months of suction and eva- evacuation you have cle- cleared every tissue but still the things are not uh coming to the normal line so out of these four things if any of the one is there in the patient it's a diagnosis of gtn 
so how gtn patient is going to present the first since it is gtn neoplasia neoplasia is a very brutal thing for the uterus majorly firstly uh, after suction and evacuation when the uterus is totally clean still the patient will, will present with pervaginal bleed they can present with shock as well due to uterine subinvolution and uterine perforation persistent of thecal uterine cyst and metastasis metastasis can be seen generally in choriocarcinoma right so this was a diagnosis of gtn now let's move ahead and talk about gtn itself all right so if i talk about first i will we are going to talk about two important some important factual lines that is most common and all these things but before that let me talk about meds the most common metastasis is towards lungs followed by vagina and if we go towards lungs it shows cannonball metastasis on cxr that is chest x-ray this is going to be most common appearance and snowstorm appearance is a second most common appearance all right uh, it can be seen on usg uh, the, the 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 findings sorry the findings which can be seen on usg is honeycomb and swiss cheese appearance vagina shows bluish subureteral nodules that is seen in choriocarcinoma all right now let us talk about some uh, these factual things the most common gestational trophoblastic disease the most common gtn in general is invasive followed by choreo followed by pstt followed by ett okay choriocarcinoma most commonly develops after which pregnancy that is molar pregnancy followed by full term pregnancy okay so the most common uh, if if it is not known it is a non molar pregnancy it's going to be full term pregnancy and most common gestational trophoblastic neoplasia to arrive from full term pregnancy is also choriocarcinoma and the other two things they are also going to be the part of uh full term pregnancy so in a nutshell the invasive uh, molar pregnancy is something which is arrived from the molar pregnancy only and choriocarcinoma it can be it can it is most commonly out of a molar pregnancy but it can be due to full term pregnancy also and although uh, and uh, although it's a f- most common cause of uh, gtn in a full term pregnancy followed by pstt and epithelioid and let's compare some few points of choriocarcinoma with invasive mole all right so when we talk about choriocarcinoma choriocarcinoma are phenotypically or from the external uh, visualization what we find is vagina with vagina with bluish subureteral nodules as perivascular uh, invasion bluish subureteral nodules in vagina which are uh, more of are fine more, more of a finding in choriocarcinoma now if we took a histopathological uh, not before taking a histopathological thing let me discuss one more point if we see a uterus perforation if the patient is presenting with a uterus perforation that is shock consider it to be invasive mole unless proven otherwise all right so we have discussed single single point about both of them that is choriocarcinoma showing bluish subureteral nodules and this invasive mole is showing uterus perforation right second is uh, let's talk about histopathological examination choriocarcinoma since chorion has developed uh, we can see so we have two findings that is firstly there are no villi present secondly it has dimorphic cells that is cytotrophoblast and syncytotrophoblast when we talk about uh, uh, invasive mole the villi are present but they have monomorphic cells which are non nucleated that means they are not syncytial okay so these are two different findings which can be seen so that is the thing if we need to treat carcinomas the first two that is invasive and choreo can be 
treated by by chemotherapy these are chemosensitive but the other two that is pstt and epitheloid both of them are chemo resistant so surgery is the only management okay so that's the thing now we talk about pstt pstt is placental site trophoblastic tumor it's very rare most common site is posterior wall nail fundus okay and uh, it is neoplastic 70% are benign 30% are metastatic they usually misdiagnosed why they are misdiagnosed because they don't secrete hcg because they lack sensitrophoblast okay so that and the tumor marker is going to be hpl followed by plap the chemo resistant therefore hysterectomy or surgery is only the treatment left they occur after full term pregnancy and important is hpl is better marker than plap that is placenta alkaline phosphate now let us stage gtn gtn consists of four stages 1 2 3 and 4 and every stage every stage has a sub stage of a b and c so let me discuss the sub stage of a b and c a b and c a means there is no risk factor present b is that is presence of one risk factor and uh, uh, c is presence of both the risk factors now what are the risk factors hcg levels are more than 10 to power 5 second risk factor is duration is more than 6 months okay let me repeat the risk factors again hcg is more than 10 to power 5 with the duration of more than 6 months okay so if any of these are present it's going to be b none of these are present it's going to be a if both of them are present it's going to be b right now let's talk about stages stage 1 is confined to uterus stage 2 is within the pelvis but it's it has come out of the uterus that is let's say vagina stage 3 is metastasis to lungs and stage 4 is anywhere except vagina it's anywhere except the vagina okay most important marker for gtn is no metastasis or staging it is but the level of hcg for gtn the importance is hcg uh, okay these are chemo sensitive even if stage 4 because they are chemo sensitive who are chemo sensitive that is choriocarcinoma and invasive mole i hope i'm clear and uh, the decision of chemotherapy at the chemotherapy has two important regimes the first is a single single drug regime and other is multiple drug regime called as imaco what is imaco we'll discuss in a short while before this we are going to discuss the the protocol how to decide it's going to be a single drug therapy or a multi drug therapy so for this uh, who decided to uh, created a scoring system of uh, for which if the scoring system if the score is less than 6 it's going to be a single drug treatment if it is going to be more than 7 it's going to be a multi drug treatment that is imaco regime all right so what are the uh, aspects it is a three scale regime that is uh, for example let me tell you hcg levels for the low risk is 3 is to the power 10 is to the power 3 and the high risk is 10 is to the power 5 so what i'm going to uh, tell is that 3 is to the 10 is to the power 3 is score 1 10 raised to the power 4 is score 2 and 10 raised to the power 5 is score 3 all right so every uh, every parameter has its three itself itself has three grades all right so let me talk about important parameters the first is age if it is less than 39 years it's going to be a low risk if it is more than 40 years it's going to be high risk this is way so for me it's not uh, possible to discuss all these parameters not uh, the the ranges of these parameters not because i am short of time but it's going to be very unclear and very confusing for you all guys because it's more of a tabular thing and discussing tabular things on a audio medium is something like doing a immature thing right so let me talk simply about the parameters 
and some changes which has happened in a recent time that is so let's talk about it age is going to be important a part of the scoring system hcg levels type of incident antecedent pregnancy that is whether it was a molar pregnancy or a full term pregnancy let me tell you molar pregnancy has a lower risk and full term pregnancy has a higher risk why the full term pregnancy is carrying higher risk because you are giving proper 9 months time for that disease to develop it is totally occult under the disguise of pregnancy right but when it is a molar pregnancy you don't find any sort of active fetal tissue and you can easily make out the things that something is fishy right duration of antecedent pregnancy that means if pregnancy was less than 4 months it is a good prognosis and if uh, it has low risk and if it is a high risk pregnancy if the if the pregnancy duration was more than 12 months okay size metastasis and mids to lungs if the metastasis to lungs is uh, uh, seen it's going to be the good prognosis because these are the signs of early mids but if it's going to be liver and brain it these are the sign of late mids causing uh, bad prognosis size previous history of chemo radiation if there is a previous history uh, of single chemo radiation it's going to be a good prognosis if multiple it's going to be a bad prognosis so all these things so after calculation and let me tell you one thing uh, a few time back abo blood group was a part of it but abo group is not a part of it now okay so if the score is more than 7 it's going to be a high risk patient we i have uh, i had my own mnemonic for it that is 7 heaven high high means high risk patient 7 is the cut off and if it is less than 6 it's a low risk patient for the low risk patient we have single drug agent that is methotrexate and if the methotrexate is not responding we will go for actinomycin d but what about high risk patients we have multi agent regime that is imaco imaco means etoposide methotrexate actinomycin d cyclophosphamide and oncoven oncoven is also called as vincristine so imaco okay so what are we going to do is we are going to uh, give this multi agent therapy Uh, continuously one by one that is the first day is going to be etoposide second day is going to be methotrexate third day is going to be actinomycin d fourth is cyclophosphamide and fifth is going to be oncoven sometimes there are some patients which who are emaco regime resistant okay that even if after giving such extensive regime of five anti cancer drugs the patient are not responding in that particular cases what are we supposed to do we are supposed to replace oncoven or vincristine by cisplatin okay so splatin will cause severe hemorrhages and all that so we are supposed to take care of all these side effects but it has to be done we are to have to follow up for the weekly and monthly basis and duration of the following depends on the high risk or low risk if the patient is low risk we can go for the monthly thing if the patient is on high risk we are supposed to go for weekly and initially also we are we should go for the weekly thing because it will help us in deciding that whether our regime is going into right direction or not or we are supposed to change the regime that's fine okay and we are uh, asking the uh, female not to conceive for a duration of time okay and if the uh, the case is low risk we are going to surveillance we are going for the surveillance of 12 months and if it is high risk the follow up is going to be for 24 months we can do for radiotherapy if the metastases are in liver and brain that means for the poor metastases radiotherapy can be done now let's talk about surgery when are we supposed to do surgery there are four important causes if the female is agreeing and has a complete family we can go for surgery if the tumor is pstt and etn 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 is also called as ett these are 
every time any time all the time these are chemo resistant that is pstt and etn or ett all these two tumors are any time every time all the time chemo resistant so there is no role of chemotherapy perforation happens by invasive mole if the invasive mole leading to perforation the female will land up with a shock and we'll get to know okay that's the problem so in these particular four cases that is complete family pstt ett or etn and uh, perforation of uterus by invasive mole in these four condition we are supposed to go for surgical management and what is the going to be surgical management it is going to be total abdominal hysterectomy all right so that's a wrap for the today's podcast i hope it was something more of a interesting thing not a time pass or a dry topic one more thing uh, i just uh, did not discuss it with you guys that is that uh, when a patient develops develops complete mole there are fair chances of uh, developing of it into gtn that is neoplasia 15% of them can develop into neoplasia and out of that 4% can be choriocarcinomas okay and when we talk about the partial mole partial mole it has a very few chances that is for gtn it can be 3 to 5% for for choreo it's very negligible that is less than 1% so uh, when the patient is having complete mole it is more of a uh cause to worry because it has high propensity to develop gtn and it shows signs which are high risk for the gtn for which we give prophylactic uh actinomycin or methotrexate which i have already told you about it and uh, if now let me discuss one more thing again i have discussed it in my uh in this video only but let me discuss it again if it is more than 40 years of age if the hcgs if the patient is more than 40 years of age hcgs are more than 10 to power 5 if there is a large uterus size with respect to period of gestation or there are bilateral large thecal uterine cysts that is more than 6 cm these four are risk factors that the patient might land into gtn so it is high time we start the prophylaxis by methotrexate or actinomycin d So that's a wrap for today. I hope I cleared uh, a good topic with you, especially with my uh, Indian listeners. Uh, one more thing, uh, I have with with the support of you guys, I have crossed thousand uh, listening uh, hours or thousand listeners. Uh, I, I mean, for my for these of my podcast, I have a thousand uh, listenings or the thousand plays, what what whatever it is. and i thank all of you especially uh, other uh, the the people from other territories like i have uh, today only i just had a look i have listeners from different areas from us from uk from bahrain from portugal from germany from russia uh, i thank all of you i don't know how much i match up with the guidelines which i discussed with you guys but the concepts are going to be same right so i i am really sorry if some of my guidelines are not matching with your country's guidelines but most of them what i'm discussing is uh, the international guidelines like uh, for uh, obscan it is acog or who and with uh, the surgery things which i have discussed in past it's they are always from the uh, more referred textbooks like schwartz and sebastian and for my indian listeners i hope i'm not teaching anything new you know already this thing that i am not teaching anything new what i am doing is i am discussing what is written in the notes and if there is something extra i am talking about you can write it into your notes so 
our main topic or the our main motive is just to discuss discuss the things in a very uh, in a very concise manner that it doesn't kills our time and even if we give 30 minutes 40 minutes to this particular podcast we discuss we come out of a discussion uh, we land up with a virtual discussion with each other and causing things to uh, improve and i think it it is going to be benefiting you that's why i have a uh, people are supporting with me people are liking this particular uh, effort of mine and it gives me positive feedback much more positive feedback to make more all right thank you very much and i have already uh, told about the errata of my last podcast regarding the uh, fetal blood uh, fetal blood assessment so thank you very much have a good day take care goodbye